average World of Warcraft player with your hosts, Root and Freckleface. Be part of HearthCast by calling 321-558-7637, emailing contribute at hearthcast.com, following HearthCast on Twitter, or texting the show at 772-672-7423. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of HearthCast. This is episode number 49 of HearthCast.com, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player. Recorded for you in the Excellence in Podcast Studios on November 5th, 2010 with your host, Rook. And Freckleface. In this episode, we're mixing it up a little bit. Again? Again. Alright, I'm, I'm down with that. We're going to talk about things that we love that you will love because you love World of Warcraft. Alright, I can do it. Yeah, okay. Alright, we're also going to do pronunciation tonage. Nice. I'm going to throw something at you that means something that you wouldn't have guessed it means. Um, You'll find out later. Okay. All right. And Root's also going to give you his awesome auction house tip. We would like to say hello to all of our listeners out there. We thank you so much for listening, and uh, we love you. Quick shout-out goes out to Tavern Craft with their awesome steins. We keep ours up on the wall. If you go check out our Facebook page here, you'll see our stein Risen, you know, sitting high up on its pedestal. Swag dog, of course. Every Thursday, I'm decked out in my swag dog gear. It's Friday, though. Every time we record the podcast, I'm decked out in my swag dog yeah, gear. Yeah, I just looted that. And of course, nextelligence.com provides us a studio location to record our wonderful show. Would like to give a quick greeting to uh, our guildmates over an Alf on Whisperwind. Hello. Of course, Mighty Grom, who's with us last week and might be coming back every so often again. I spoke with him. He's down with that. Resident Evil over on Twitter. He was active. Twitter. And, of course, all of our new friends over on our Facebook fan page. Which you can go check out if you just go over to Facebook.com and search for HearthCast. We put a lot of stuff up there. We do. I'm digging the Facebook page. It's fun. Because um, it gives me a place to post all my silly little screenshots, for yeah. one. Um, and we do have a lot of content up there that's not otherwise available. It is exclusive to the Facebook page. Like uh, all of Root's parody songs that he likes to write. Yeah, and stuff you've never heard before. Stuff that I've never put out on the podcast before. It just goes straight to the Facebook page. And then evidently I forgot to put up Squishy Lock, but I was reminded that I had to put up Squishy Lock. Oh, are you? Yes. <laughs> so thank you for the reminder there. So Freckleface, what you been doing? You know, I'll be honest. I haven't been doing a whole lot this week. Okay. In the World of Warcraft. Welcome to my world. Yeah. I did log on when I heard that they had a new quest out. Is that the one you tried to tell me to do today? Yes. Oh, I haven't done that, that yet. That is it. Um, they have a new quest out, which is a kind of a chain quest. It, it gets you in that cataclysm mood, kind of like the other one that we did. The cataclysm mood? What's... You know, there's these doomsdayers, and they're talking about the end of the world, oh. and it's very dramatic. Oh. Um, now, I saw someone get an achievement for it, and I had finished the quest, no achievement. So I was a little upset, and I figured out I have to wait at a certain time. It's like on the hour, these elementals will spawn either, I guess, in Stormrun or Orgrimmar. Okay. 
And you get achievement if you fight each different type of elementals. Oh, neat. But it shows up as a feat of strength, so it's not in the menu that you would know about until you see someone getting it. Well, in my defense, I'd try to do that today, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Well, that was everything that was up with me. So. Oh, so it's <laughs> less than a minute, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I haven't played much either. You know, pretty much I logged on today from work while I was here. And that didn't go over so well. Oh, no. What happened? No, I didn't get in trouble or anything. It was just we had stuff to do all day. I got pulled in. Oh, it in. didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, That's I, a lot better like, oh, that didn't go over so well, that sounds like. Well, I mean, I was able to configure. I was able to do some. Like, I was able to configure my um, uh, other um, spec. All right. So I got that done. And I wanted to get that out of the way. And that took, like, you know, some time. So I did that. And then you. that's when you were telling me, go do this quest thing. And I'm like, I really can't. And then I was like, all right, I'll do it. Well, I have lunch. Except when I had lunch, I had to give a demo of something. So my lunch hour was working. Nah. Exactly. So you would think that, you know, the guy you work with would come in and see that you're trying to play WoW and just go, oh, dude, sorry, you're trying to play WoW. And yeah, you'd think. I mean, what, what's up with that? You must have the most cruel boss. <clears throat> <laughs> so, you know, speaking of our Facebook page, um, that's something we did. We, we had some people request that. So we did it. And you can find us right now if you go to Facebook and just search for HearthCast. We're there. Um, I put up like all my screenshots from my achievements. Like, I, have, I have an ad on that that takes a screenshot when I get an achievement. Do you have that one? Uh, I don't anymore. Oh. It got annoying. Because uh, it like does that pause every time you get an achievement. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, oh no, did I crash? Oh no, it's just a screenshot. It's good. Well, I haven't turned it off. So all I did was throw that on my achievement screenshots up there but what i thought was funny because i was going back through them and it's normally when you get an achievement from a fight it's like right at the end of the fight right sure a lot in fact almost all of them have me with drain soul being faded so i just got you know the guy just died and i got drain soul on him which is how a lock is supposed to finish a fight does it look like a little purple beam yeah oh, okay it's a drain soul Right. And that's how a lock is supposed when when the boss gets under like fifteen percent, twenty twenty to fifteen percent, ah, you just start draining that soul. And so I was kind of happy that they all showed that. So the the ones I was fighting on, and I think there's a couple of them like sitting around. There's one I'm, I forget which one it is, but I'm I'm like I got my bags open. I'm like not even paying attention. So I think it was probably loot ship because I don't do anything on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I got like like we on a boat or whatever it was. And I'm just like, whatever. I'm just, let me look what's in my bag. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything for that one, so. Wow. Um, but, you know, Freckleface, in addition to putting photos up there, you put, like, real screenshots. That is whatever. Um, you also put, like, stories and links and stuff up. So I thought oh, that yeah. was. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't do just the achievement stuff. Like, I take screenshots whenever something looks funny or looks interesting. Or, you know, you ever see those glitches where there'll be somebody, like, standing through a table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always take shots of those. I used to, a long time, when I first started playing, I wrote a little script that took a screenshot every, I want to say five seconds, might have been ten seconds. So So that'd be a lot to sort through, because I had not touched my screenshots in over a year. Right. And they're not labeled or anything, they're just the date. Right. So I had all that to go through and figure out. Well, mine kind of chronicled my life and wow for a while. All right. Yeah, I got kind of geeky, what I had was, there was, it was like five second screenshot, and then I had it automatically uploading the, the pictures uh, as a stream to Flickr. Oh, okay. That'd be cool. Yeah, you would think. But it's not. It's not. It's cool. just too much. 
Uh, <laughs> like, just wow. too mundane. Well, it's just like, okay, you're still fighting that guy for 50 pictures. Okay. Oh, you know, and, but. Yeah, yeah. the only thing I, like, I don't like about the way they named it is that it will, like I have two years, right? 2010, 2009. Right. And it will lump September of 2009 and With September 2010. together. Yeah. Should have so. done the other way around. Yeah. Should have done year first or something. Yeah. That's crazy. So other than that, you know, I'm just, I think I'll have, in fact, I know I'll have more time next week. You know what? What? We actually have some uh, voicemail this week. Oh, nice. And now for voicemail and comments. Be part of HearthCast by calling 321-558-7637. Leave your message, comments, shout-outs, or greetings, and the HearthCast crew will get it online for you. Hey, HearthCast crew. Uh, this is Mark from Los Angeles, California. Uh, first-time caller, uh, new listener to the podcast. Um, I love the podcast. It's um, very uh, informative and very entertaining at the same time. I have a quick question. I don't know if either one of you have uh, messed around in the beta or have uh, heard uh, about this question that I'm going to propose, but um, and once Cataclysm hits, um, what I love with my tunes uh, or, or my last couple ladies, um, I actually leveled them using the random dungeon finder, and it was just it made for quick and easy leveling. Now I understand in Cataclysm, as far as using the random dungeon finder, we're going to have to find the dungeons first, locate them, or should I say, discover them first before we can actually jump into them using the RDF. And I was wondering if you had heard that, um, because that kind of sucks. I was hoping to jump right into Canada and start questing and just using that random dungeon finder to hit those new dungeons and just start leveling 85 a lot quicker. So maybe you could shed some light. That would be great. Um, and I look forward to next podcast. Take care. Bye. Well, first off, Mark, thank you for the phone call and the voicemail. Really appreciate that. Absolutely. And while we normally don't dive too much into pre-release stuff, just because we could say something today and it could change by the time the podcast is out, um, what it looks like is that, no, you're not going to be able to use the LFD until you find the dungeon, which to me makes sense from a storyline standpoint because it's supposed to be, you know, the world is whatever. You know, stuff's opened up, the world's been blown up, or parts of it anyhow. And yes, the LFD does put a, an element of of the um, mundane grind part. Well, it's not really even grind. It's just the lag part away. So you don't have to run everywhere you're going. But to me, it kind of makes sense. If you haven't been there, you wouldn't know how to get there. The LFD does save you time by teleporting you straight to the dungeon. But using myself as an example, which I know isn't the best thing to do, but I'm going to anyhow. There's a lot of times when I use the LFD and I go straight to the dungeon, a dungeon I have no idea where it is, and I die. And I don't know how to get back to the dungeon because I don't know where the entrance is. Cause, and it's very frustrating for me as a player when that happens. Um, like ICC, the first couple times I ran ICC, I'd have people come out and, and like fly me back to the dungeon. Like, come this way. Come Are you down. talking about those three... Yeah, the the because Forge of Souls, Pedestrian, right? Yep. Halls of Reflection. Yeah, well, and it's just I didn't know where they were. I knew didn't know which one to go into. So I think it's a good thing that if you don't know where the dungeon is or the instance is, you should have to go there first to 
be able to then to teleport to it. Um, so that's kind of what they're saying. What do you think, Freckleface? What do you think about that? I agree. I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, there's so many things in the game that they have made super easy. And it looks like the next expansion, the LFD, isn't going to be as easy. I mean, they are upping the gear score restrictions right. for Cataclysm Heroics. So that's going to be a change. You know, Wrath of Lich King used to be able to just kind of go right into there. Not necessarily. I didn't for a long time. I didn't have the gear score. No, there's only three that it won't let you go into. All but the I other ones that will let you. I wanted to go into those. Right. What I'm saying is Cataclysm <laughs> is going to be like that. Right. And it should be. Like it that. should be. You, you know, what it's going to do is prevent, prevent people from... It's, it's kind of weird because I don't want to say it's going to prevent them from using the LFD to level because that's not true. But it's going to make them get into the storyline. Because the bottom line of it is if I just went to the dungeons and ran the dungeons to level, I'd miss out on a whole bunch. True, I could come back at 85 and do it. But that kind of takes away a little bit of the challenge of the game. Plus, you can get some really good experience by picking up the quest that apply to that dungeon. Right. And a lot of them are near the dungeon. It kind of reminds me of flight points in that you have to have traveled someplace before you get the flight point. Although, really, it should be the other way around. Because if you go take a bus, if I want to take a bus <laughs> from Orlando... Yeah, my knowledge does not equate to the bird's knowledge or right. the, whatever no, the mount's knowledge. No, it's like, do I need to have walked to Georgia first to be able to, to take, take the, bus? the bus from... Well, that's the same thing, because what, you, you know, what you're saying is, does the animal or beast or vehicle or whatever I'm taking from point A to point B, does it not know the way until I've been there? It should. It's a service. Or These it, people are running into business. They're taking my gold. They're taking my silver every time they take me somewhere. Yeah, but if you ain't been there, you can't go. They should know. That doesn't make any sense. Now I'm mad about this. The only one that makes sense on is if you're taking like a plane or something, a vehicle, a flying vehicle. Because then technically you're flying, but you're not because it's on autopilot. So it doesn't make sense. Now you're mad. Yeah. Seating now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's that's interesting to think about. Um, But honestly, we haven't, neither of us signed up for the beta. I haven't really been um, playing too much of that. I was accepted into it like 12 13, 14, 15 times, all I had to do was go to some site and give them my information. Oh, you get those whispers in the game? Yeah. Nice. I could have just gone and signed up for the beta like a bunch. I oh, was, I never got that. I was pre-selected for the mm, beta. I you wasn't. Did, you didn't get that? No, I feel sad now. Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't have the chance to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there you go. You're going to have to go find the dungeon before you teleport to the dungeon. And we're okay with that. Are you I okay like with that? I'm fine with it. Because it's I'd not a race to 85. Is it? Or is it? I don't think it is. No. I think we're going to do it at least once. Because I took off the day that it comes out, okay? Well, th- what else is there? Why would I take off the day if I'm not going to race to 85? To enjoy it. You, you, you know, this is so weird coming from you. It's so bizarre because you're the, I want to experience the game. I want to read the quest items. I want to look around over here. I want to go sightseeing. And now, well, I've done that. That's what I did. But you Black, haven't done Black that Black in Lich Cataclysm. King. That's true. The whole world's going to be different. And I know just because how you are, you like you can sit there across from the room from me and say that you're going to race eighty five. No, you're not going to race. You'll be picking. Oh, up. you think you know me like that? I know you like that. You're going to be like smelling the roses. And you have all these screenshots. And you go, did you see this guy over here? And you have you found some hermit in like under some rock or something. Like, where'd you find that guy? You know, how'd you, where are you? You're not even on the map. You're like, I know, but it's so pretty. And I'm like, well, I'm 83 now. And you're like, so? That's what's going to happen. I will beat you to 85. 
Oh, now you put a challenge on me. That's what it is. Mm. That's what it is. I will beat you to 85. You know, what's funny is uh, when I was kind of sitting around a group and I mentioned to my manager that one, my day, the one of the day off. Because right. normally they make you fill out paper and say, why do you want this day off? And she spared me from having to write. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just put personal reasons or something? No, I would if I would have done that, I would have gone into detail. I would have oh. been like, Deathwing is coming to Azeroth and I must say, but I can't be at work. Freckleface must be there. <laughs> you, you should have gone like in a way detail on that. would have been funny. Oh, I would have. I was all ready to. And then it was. That <laughs> would have been. Me up for it. Just help me out just one time, please. He's like, you don't want to be at work because why again? It's <laughs> like. It's a wow thing you wouldn't understand, okay? Just go with it from there. Yeah. You know, if if you, our listeners, are taking a day off or more than one day off, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook or Twitter or whatever and let us know. Controversial. Thought-provoking. Game-changing insider information. Ah, who are we kidding? It's just the main content of the show. Things we love, huh? What this episode is about, it's it's kind of talking about WoW without talking about WoW. I thought it would be just a good time to kind of take a break and talk about stuff that's kind of related. Quasi-relevant? Quasi-relevant. You sure. like that. I do. So we're going to discuss some of our favorite things, things we recommend. I like this. Split I like them this. up into categories. Yes. And tell you why a World of Warcraft player would like it. Or not. Or not. Or if it makes any difference. All right. The first one we're just going to say series. All right. Because what I'm going to talk about is the Guild, which I believe is a web series. It's a web-based series, yes. I ended up watching it on Netflix through my Xbox, so I'm not sure like how it came out originally. Um, Do you know currently Netflix accounts are over 20% of the bandwidth during primetime hours in the United States? I did not know that. There you go. There you go. Um, but if you have not seen this, it's, I mean, it is awesome. It is based around a game that is probably WoW, but they never actually specify it. They always just call it the game. The game. They go out of the way not to mention anything specific. But we do know that Felicia Day, who starred in it and produced it, that she was a big WoW player. Yes, was still it? is. So I guess it was a bunch of, like, what, six-minute episodes? But Netflix kind of mushed them all together. Mushed. Yeah. But it is, it is about a guild, six players who play this game together, and it's very relatable. You know, the conversations that they have, the drama that they have in the guild, it's very funny, too. Very true. I'm a fan. Everyone needs to watch it. Well, do you have a series that you would recommend? Yes. Okay, what is that? Man Tracker. Man Tracker, what is that? Man Tracker. It is this awesome show I watch, and it's about this guy who tracks people. It's basically like a like a game, and you got two people against Man Tracker, who usually has a guide with him as well, and you got the kid the the two people got to get from point A to point B, which is like kind of like their um, and it's through rough terrains, mountains, and all this other kind of stuff. And they have to get there without Man Tracker tracking them down and catching them. They don't start at the same point. The only way Man Tracker knows that they launch is because from some other point, they shoot off a flare gun. So Man Tracker knows the race has begun. 
And Man Tracker also doesn't know where the finish line is. Do they get shot if they get caught? No. Uh-uh. So it's not like the most, like the deadliest. No, it's not like that. Dangerous game. But Man Tracker is like this cool. Well, most of the time he's cool, calm, collected. He's this older guy. He's got the, the perfect gray beard. He's got the perfect piercing eyes. He rides a horse. And he's just, it's so cool because he doesn't know where they start from or where they end from. Oh, he doesn't know what the points are. No. Oh, he doesn't. Okay. And so he goes through and he's able to track them down based on terrain and, you know, footprints and all this other kind of stuff. And people do everything in the world to try to fake them out. Like they'll put on uh, reversed sole shoes on the bottom of their feet. So to try to make it look like they're running the other way. But he can tell based, it's just it's so cool. And to date, I have not seen anybody win. They, they all get caught. All get caught by the man tracker. That sounds exciting. And they yell at him. And man tracker's all like, I'm going. He's, he's just so calm, cool, and collected. And that's what I like about it because everybody else wigs out. And so I like it because he remains calm, cool, and collected and keeps his wits about him and kind of figures out what they're doing and where they're going. So, very cool show. Highly recommend it. It's on, uh, when, I think, Wednesdays or Tuesdays. No, Wednesdays. One network. I believe either A&E or Discovery. I always get those two confused. Oh, okay. But it's Wednesdays at. Eight. That's what I recommend. That's what I watch. I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch that and I watch one other show. What's the other one? Tower Prep. It's on comedy. And it's on uh, Cartoon Network. What? Tower Prep. What is that? <laughs> it's oh, kinda, it's about it's, a school It's kind of like, prep. yeah, the school's tower. It's kind of like X-Men light, really. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> it is because these guys got, like, they do have these little bit of abilities. And they all, they're all at this, at this uh, preparatory school. They don't know how they got there. There's a whole computer that uh, runs a thing called Whisper. And, like, the one guy who got into it was playing an MMORPG. And that's how he got – that was his last memory from his home. And he he interacted with a character called Whisper 119, which happens to be the computer's name. And then he woke up at the school. So my son says they were playing Fusion Fall, but I don't know what they were playing. Didn't look like Fusion Fall to me. But I don't know. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of cool. We watch it as a family unit, so – like I said, X-Men Light. It's pretty cool. There's one of the guys that I like. He's kind of like a little geeky character. And his ability, they call it hyper-persuasion. He basically has the ability to talk people into doing things. It's super charisma. No, it's not really charismatic Charismatic as far as looks go because he's kind of average. But like he had his roommate doing his shoes and laundry. And you don't have to be good looking to have charisma. What you talking about? I hate not give him that, but it's hyper-persuasion. Yeah. It's right. kinda, so. That sounds cool. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to books. Yeah, but you were like a librarian and English lit, so you're unfair advantage on books. Because well, I read? Okay, there's that too. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite books is actually Princess Bride. I love that movie. Isn't it a great movie? It's a classic movie. Yep. It used to scare my kids. Yeah, it's The rodents me. of unusual sizes. That scared me too because it came out when I was about three. Um, I think I watched it a few years I after hate that. You. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel old again. So, job. Had to do once per episode. You got to. Yeah. Got to retire. No, but but the movie is popular because there's so much adventure in it. Unique characters. Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. Exactly. They're unique. They're they memorable. my father. Prepared to die. Now, the movie is a great adaptation of the book. Do you mind if, you, if I ask you a question? What? How many fingers do you have on your left hand? <laughs> Um, but the book is actually... Or was it his right hand? Now I forget. This is his left hand. Okay, same good. Um, the book is actually... has everything from the movie that you love, but it's so much richer. Mm. You know you know about Fezzik and how 
he couldn't fight Wesley because he wasn't used to smaller fighting. people. No, not smaller people. He wasn't using. He wasn't used to fighting just one person. Oh, that's right, one on one. Yeah, that's right. And it goes into Fezzik's backstory all about how his um, his parents were trying to exploit him. Um, he was wrestling for money, and when he fought one person, basically people hated it because even though he won, it was unfair. People didn't want to see that. Right. So he, but when he fought like ten people, he still beat them, and people loved it. Now, do you know who played him in the movie? Andre the Giant. Oh, okay. You redeemed yourself. That's good. We dreamed myself from what? From the the age comment. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I have. I think that was one of the first movies I got on DVD when it came. We have it when DVD yeah. came out. Yeah, we got VHS. We got it all. We got all. I think we had like two or three copies of the movie. Yeah, but the point is, um, all the characters that are so great in the movie, you hear, you find out so much more about them, you know, and they're so rich, and the storyline, you know, is a little bit more complex, you know, a little bit more conflicts going on between. Buttercup and Wesley that you don't necessarily see in the movie. Shit, it's fantastic. I love it. Good. My son's an avid reader. Good. Yeah, he's read like the whole uh, Harry Potter series. I don't know how books are in there. Five, oh, did six, I say so. how it relates to WoW? No, not yet. Go ahead. I'll let you. Well, I was just going to say, you know, it has to do with adventure. Plus, there's so many references to Princess Bride and WoW. Yeah, there is. So. Father Nigo. Yeah. Montoy. I think he's in the game. Yeah. Um. If you like adventure type stuff, which I assume you do, you play WoW, then you love the book. Awesome. Do you have a book to recommend? Or are you illiterate? I am not illiterate, for one. <laughs> I just happen to have a very unique taste in book genre. Are you going to say what it is? Yeah. I don't what? Know. Serial killers. Huh? True, true stories about serial killers. It's very relevant to PvP and WoW. That's messed up. <laughs> Well, you, well, what happened? Remember, I told you about this, and we were at uh, at a at a Starbucks one day, mm-hmm. and they had this, the book swap. Remember the book swap? Yeah, I do. And they had what well, they have? They had the book on the, on the Boston Strangler, and I I I didn't swap the book. I just took it. That's all right. <laughs> I think I gave something back to them one day. It was like a delayed swap. I had lag. This was meant for. Yeah, but I mean, I just I happen to like that the whole um, real cat and mouse game, the details about what the police do and how they were either outwitted forever or partially. You know, like the Zodiac Killer. They don't really know who that guy was, but they think they do. But they don't really know. What was that again? The Zodiac? Yeah, when was that? Uh, 80s, 70s, 80s. Hmm. I don't remember. I try Probably to avoid before your to, time. Well, no, and I try to avoid hearing about things that do the blood and stuff like that. Oh. So that's the type of thing that would kind of make me want to barf. All right, well. To be honest. Yeah. But how, I think, you know, as far as how it relates to WoW is, is the calculating moves that you, and, and how you, like, gank, really, people. That's about it. <laughs> that sounds so sick. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you ever hidden as a rogue in a bush and waited for some guy and then you ganked him and killed him? Oh, yeah. There you go. Now you feel bad about doing that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> you have remorse. <laughs> you have guilt. Uh, so what else? What other kind of mediums do you, do you have things that you love about? Well, the next one was podcasts, but I think we'll let you talk about yours first. My iPod is full of pretty much wild podcasts right now. Um, Rarcast, The Instance, Wow Insider. All, I mean, all of them are great podcasts. And just... For me, I, I don't listen to a lot of radio because it, music 
genre sucks right now. You know, I don't know. I think, and it's it's just right now. It maybe it's just the area we live in, but I don't know. I just don't like radio, and so I have a little iPod hookup, and I just hook my iPod in there. And while I'm driving, I'm typically listening to podcasts, which right now happen to be World of Warcraft podcast. Because for me, a lot of times, if I don't get in the game, at least I have some kind of connection to what's going on in the game from the podcast. And I get a really unique point of view, and I kind of got to live vicariously, you know, hear all the details about BlizzCon, even though we didn't get to go. Um, but I got to hear a lot about it, so I feel like I was there. And some, by some points of view, I'm glad I wasn't there. But in other points of view, I kind of wish I was. Um, I used to have some other podcasts on there, like I had some programming ones, because I'm a programmer. And I had some other ones on there, but then I realized that yeah, a lot of these programmers just don't have any much of a personality. You know, you just find yourself drifting off, not really paying attention to them, and then you're not really paying attention to the road, and it's dangerous. Oh, that's that's not good. Yeah, so, you know, once I figured out that the other programmers were trying to kill me um, by boring me to death, <laughs> I don't subscribe to those podcasts anymore. See, sometimes you use podcasts to help me kind of drift off. To, good to, like, sleep or whatnot? Yeah. I've tried that. You know, they actually make a, a, a pillow with a with built-in speakers Oh, that's good, because every that. time that happens, I always wake up and my ear hurts. I have to, I have to take it on my ear and then put yeah, it down. Yeah, exactly. So you should invest in a pillow. If you, you know, it's like an iPod pillow, iPillow or something. I'll look probably. into it. What about you? What do you listen to? Well, I listen to lots of stuff. Um, I'm constantly looking for new podcasts. Yeah. Looking around. Different categories. Right. Um, well, see, that's the other the beautiful thing about podcasts is you can actually, just whatever you're in the mood for that day, find four, five, ten, however many, you know, subscribe to a bunch of them and go, okay, I like, you can sample them. Oh, sure. Um, there's, I think it's a series that, I think there's several different ones that come out from a website called HowStuffWorks.com. Right. And do you, do you just do audio podcasts? You do video podcasts as well? Oh, audio. Okay. Yeah. Um, but my favorite one. Favorite. Favorite. It's called the Harland Highway. Okay. It is by Harlan Williams. Yes. Now you might know who this is. All right. I don't know. I mean, he he is an actor slash comedian. He was in that one movie. He was in Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Um, which is nineteen ninety three. Right. And he was in Dumb and Dumber. Yes. He's the cop in Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Ring any bells? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I know who you're talking about. All right. I've been compared to him several times. Really? Yeah. I don't see it. Good. Well, maybe that's a bad thing because I am so in love with this <laughs> podcast. I don't even know. Maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> no, but he he puts out this podcast. It's about it's thirty minutes long. I want to say about three times a week, and it covers the gamut. Everything from sometimes you know he'll have a serious discussion. Sometimes he's going on like a comedian's like, oh, you ever noticed one of these things? Mm-hmm. But he also has a very zany sense of humor, and he also does these characters. Oh my goodness, these characters are hilarious, and you can tell that he's that it's his voice, but it sounds very distinctive from his talking voice. Okay. Um, so I just imagine him in the studio, like, and he's going back and forth between these two characters, and it always ends up in an argument. That's what makes me laugh. Every doesn't matter who it is. He's arguing with himself, really. Yeah, he always argues with himself. Um, Welcome to my world. But it's 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 very funny. It's insightful. Um, one of his episodes, for some reason, just like made me really mad. So I wrote in, and he wrote back and said he's going to read my letter on a future podcast. 
Nice. So I think if he does, we might play it on here. That'd be cool. Because I was super stoked when I got that email back. Stoked. It's like, ooh, he emailed me and I'm going to be on this nice. podcast. And I was, I was, I was giddy. It's probably the same response our listeners have. No. No. <laughs> I don't think so. But, um, because this guy's famous. You saying we're not? You're right, we're not. What else? I mean, okay, now we've covered TV or media, I guess, or shows, if you will. Uh, we've covered books and podcasts. Podcasts. Well, there's always games, duh. Duh. Well, what kind of games do you play outside of World of Warcraft? Solitaire? Sims 3. Oh, Sims. You're right about Solitaire, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a great Solitaire story. But that's go ahead. Well, I'll tell you later. You go ahead. Well, I've been playing Sims 3, and honestly, that's what I've been doing this week instead of playing WoW. Um, it is a little bit girly, so I don't know how much of it appeal to people who are not girls. You mean men? Yes. Okay. To men. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Just checking, making sure. I'm old, something might have changed. Um, but the similarities between it is that in both games, you make your own goals. All right. Okay, like in Warcraft... You don't have to level to whatever. You don't have to get achievements. You don't have to do anything. There's nothing that, okay, you have to progress past this point to be able to you to do this goal to be able to progress past this point. No, you can make a level one. You can just run around the world. You can dance. You can do whatever. Like, you can decide, okay, I'm going to level to level 29, and then I'm going to... I'm going to twink out. Then I'm going to twink out. You know, you decide that. And it's the same thing with The Sims. Like, you can, you can decide you're going to make a lot of money, you decide you're going to have a whole bunch of relationships or, you know, whatever. You can do whatever you want. Um, I had stopped playing initially because when Sims 3 came out, they had stripped away a lot of things that you could customize from Sims 2, and it really started to grade on me. Okay. Um, but a couple things, that they came out with some patches that fixed a lot of stuff, and I was able to download some mods to the game. I think you told me this last week, yeah. yeah. We were talking about it a little bit. No, no, what it is is that they bragged about having, what, an infinite amount of body types right? possible, but really they had one slider between fat and skinny <laughs> and another slider between... Tall and short? No, muscular oh. and not muscular. And that was about it. Oh. But I was able to download some stuff they had, have let you put in all these different sliders, you know, for the neck and oh, the yeah, arms cool. and... Stuff like that. And it's cool because your town will generate generate NPCs. And they're using those custom sliders. You see, like, some person randomly walk by and they've got, like, gigantic forearms or something. It <laughs> just kind of makes me laugh. That's funny. I haven't played Sims since, um, I think, SimCity. Before SimCity 2000. I didn't. SimCity isn't the same. I know, but that's just letting you know. That's about my experience with it. I don't think it's your type of game. What do you think is my type of game? Because I want to see, before I answer the question about what games I play, what you think they are. Diablo? I started with Diablo before EverQuest. Yeah. And I, it was, it was good. It was yeah. all right. I think I did Diablo 2 or Diablo, I don't remember. It's one of them. I don't right. know. Um, yeah, not really. It was okay, but not. I'm not really a click and go do this type guy. There's not. Just saying. Any other guesses? 
No, I'm not gonna guess. You're not gonna guess? No, oh. I don't like you making me guess stuff. I feel embarrassed. Rock band. Rock band. Oh, Rock that doesn't band. count. How dare you? That's a fake game. It you is know what? not. No, our genera- our next generation of kids. Oh, wait, before you complete that sentence. Okay. Do you know the next the current versions of Rock Band actually support real guitars? Oh, okay. Because you're about to say they're not going to know how to play instruments, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone thought about that too. Because well, you're right. Because I'm a, I'm a guitarist. I play you know any type of pretty much instruments with strings. I play. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time playing the guitar on in Rock Band because when a note is going higher and they do a low like lower on the neck note, it doesn't make sense to me because I think I should be going further down the neck to go okay. hit that note. So I'm like, nah, that's stupid. So consequently, I play the drums. Which right. means that I probably can't play the drums in real life to save my life. Right. And see, I have a friend, um, you know, and she has a Wii and she plays Wii bowling. Right. Well, we went to um, this arcade in Orlando that has rollerball, which is like bowling except uses really tiny ball and it's a, like a really tiny lane. Yep. It's basically for kids. So we played that, and I was beating her so bad. And she's like, oh, I'm used to playing Wii bowling. Yeah, what's an excuse? It ain't the same. I'm like, really? So, no, I'm worried we have this generation of kids that's using, doing like the Wii bowling and thinking right. how to bowl, uh-huh. or doing the guitar here with the little brightly colored buttons and thinking how to play the guitar. You're getting old. You are getting old. That's all that was right there. Last week, you're doing those old comment statements. What were they? You're describing... And now you're saying that that generation coming up, because you know what they said the same thing about my generation with our, with with like the Ataris and stuff that we're gonna grow up the joystick generation, mm. and the, we won't know how to do anything. And what do we do? Anyhow, the thing about Rock Band it is a real game. Thank you. Is it teaches how to how to actually play a game with other people, and what you do matters in the game. So there's your, how? There's your well because while you're playing, if if I'm doing drums. Mm-hmm. And I start messing up the drums. Well, then I'm falling down the chart, and I can actually get get kicked off. But can't you just set it so it doesn't do that? Not at all. No, you don't know. It's serious. Business. I've been the singer on rock band. Well, that doesn't count. That's it's getting better. Wait, but right listen. now, you can just do watermelon, watermelon. As long as you carry the tune, it doesn't care because it doesn't have voice recognition. It has tune recognition. Yeah, you didn't really hear what I was doing. What were you doing? Well, I didn't know the song. Right. So I didn't know the notes. Got it. So I would see the line, and I would screech out something, and then if it was too low, I would raise my screech a little bit. <laughs> when we first started playing rock band, we were in Colorado with my sister. She got in the game. She wanted to introduce our family to it, and her her husband had downloaded or got a, a French song for her, and we were out there playing, and that's when it came up randomly. She's like, I don't know the words of this song. I was like, it doesn't speak French. And so the entire song, she knew the little tune, how the song went. Doesn't it show the lyrics on the screen? Yeah, can you read French? If they break it down into syllables, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it doesn't because it's like oh. broken down into what, like karaoke style, like hyphenated in weird places and everything else. Oh, okay. So it doesn't make sense. So I'm like, it doesn't understand French. Just sing, do something. So her entire lyrics were dooby dooby dee, dooby dooby da. And she just did that the entire song and just dooby dooby dee, and she got 100%. No. So there you go. That's really, you know, outside of, um, let's see, the other night we played a game. What was it called? Bananas. You ever played that one? No. It's like reverse Scrabble. Bananagrams. Oh, okay. I love that game. That's what I it do, is. actually. Yeah. I want that game. I don't have it yet. Oh, we played that. 
and I didn't understand the rules at first, and I was like, this is stupid easy. And I was like, they're like, no, you're not doing it right. I'm like, okay, that figures. No, I freaking love that game. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. That was fun. And then the other, I think really, uh, Spoons. Spoons is fun. Everybody plays Spoons. It's, would... it's even in a commercial on TV. That game will get you injured. It will. Yeah. It will. I used to play that Thanksgiving with my step-cousins. And someone would always get hurt. Everybody always gets hurt in Spoons. That's why it's called Spoons you and not Forks. You use plastic spoons. That's right. I use plastic spoons. We use real spoons. You guys are like hardcore. <laughs> That's all it is. It's, it's, it's like PVE versus fights. PVP. That's all it is. It's right. PVP spoons right there. You step up and play Forks and Knives pretty soon, man. Ooh. There you go. Ooh, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> so what are, now for me, specifically outside of, outside of all the other stuff we talked about, and this is kind of when I was – thinking kind of how you were going at this at this whole angle and I kind of went well this is how I approach and what I get um as a programmer when I look at wow one of the things I always say is that the more the more wow changes the more it stays the same because when you look at it on any level wow is nothing more than a reward system you do something you'll get rewarded for it now going back to your analogy if you want to take a level one character and just run around the world and do nothing you are rewarded because you have enjoyment and you are spending your time the way you want to spend your time. So therefore you are self-rewarding if that's a term. Anything else has some kind of reward associated with it. You do a quest, you complete the quest, you get something for completing the quest outside of experience. Uh, if you get enough experience, you go to the next level. You get a nice little ding and it does a long and you get, it's a reward. Uh, now they put in achievements because there's so much time between levels. Let's throw some achievements in and get stuff people to do. So, you know, so they go and you get achievements. It's a reward system. And now what's coming up next? Guild achievements and everything else are coming up. So it's nothing more than just a different way to reward you for doing something in the game. And as a programmer or a developer, I take that. I do a lot of web application development. So I take that aspect out of the game of World of Warcraft and I apply that to what I do for a living. So when I have a user and I want a form filled out on a particular page, I will reward them for that. I'll give them a free ebook, you know, or something. Or, you know, to watch the rest of the video, you need to click this button or whatever the case might be. So there is a reward system put into the action that I want the user to take on that page. And so it's a small, basically a small reward system that I took out of WoW and I applied to my application development. So that's kind of what I get out of WoW a lot. That's too deep? No, that's well, great. You, that's really kind of how I get to dicting for one is being able to put in you know some effort for about 10 minutes 30 minutes and get an immediate reward yeah you know and that's why i'm convinced that it's an escape for people and it's not necessarily killing things it's getting, getting the reward whereas for killing things oh sure <laughs> like you know in real life you decide okay i want a new car so i'll go car. kill five of those guys and no it doesn't work that way like you decide, okay, I'm going to go to school for whatever. Oh, four years. You know, and, and scalp. And it's four years of your life before you ever get a reward. But you gather a lot of scalps in the process, and you can turn those in for rep. Who are you scalping in college? <laughs> I can't say. Mm. They haven't found the bodies yet. I lost my train of thought. I just derailed it, didn't I? <laughs> totally did. So, I mean, it's, you know, so what you're saying is you like the reward system in WoW and you like the reward system in life. No, I like the reward system in life. Too life long? Life sucks. Too long? 
Yeah. It takes too long for anything to happen. Yeah. Life doesn't suck. Well, no. Events in life suck. Yeah. You know, um, I was reading an article. There you go with the reading again. <laughs> about like evil things that video games do to mm-hmm. keep you addicted. Mm-hmm. And they talked about the chickens with the pecking and they get the, the grain. How right. um, if they get a, if every time they peck something, they get a grain, they'll keep doing it. If you do it, um, what was it? If you if you stop doing it, like they'll stop eventually, but if you give them that reward, like in very random intervals, they will peck like forever. Huh. And they compared that to how like you have something that has a really low chance to drop. And you'll you'll so farm you'll it. Farm forever. <laughs> I <laughs> want the gnat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same thing, you know. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. But they do a lot of weird human experiments too. There's one like back in I think it was the sixties or seventies where um. They were they they put people in two different rooms. One of the persons was asking questions to the other person in the other room, and if the person got the question wrong, the guy had to press a button, and it shocked the person in the other room. And after every wrong question, they had to up the amperage of what or the voltage of what the thing was going to shock him with. And that what was going on earlier, there was the person in the other room was not hooked up to anything. Yeah, they just thought they were. They just thought they were. They couldn't yeah. see the other person. They thought they're actually inflicting yeah, pain. Yeah, they actually thought they were inflicting right. pain. And some people were just like, well, like I told to do this, so I better do it because I got told to. And they're just like, you know, and some other people, like, after the first one, like, no, this is stupid. This is wrong. This is inhumane. And they, they left. But, you know, just interesting what people will do. Yeah, I, I, I think I read about that and just in the context of how extreme some of those people went with that even when they were told or that they inferred that they were inflicting serious damage to the other person you know like on the brink of killing them they'd mm. still do it they still do it griefers man it's all griefers man they're in the game they're in the game what griefers what's that you don't know what a griefer is no really you didn't play pvp long enough what basically a griefer is somebody who who purposely tries to make your game a living hell they see you log on. They'll camp you. They'll just. Oh, we they just call those horde. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. I've That's never so heard anybody wild call somebody really? a griefer. Really? Really? Honestly. Yeah. Really? They just call them jerk face or expletive. The griefers. Maybe I'm just old. Punks. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm old. I won't argue with that. Each week, HearthCast gives its listeners tips to help them buy, sell, trade, or otherwise make money on the in-game and remote auction house in World of Warcraft. All brought to you for free by your gnomish hosts, Root and Freckleface. So, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about in my auction house tip this week is that we often do things in the game that add up. Um, A lot of people always look for the big score. You know, they want to go out there and they want to sell something for 10,000 gold and be done with it. In reality, you can do a lot of things uh, with a level one, like my, like Fat Wallet is, and make decent amount of money. And I, I got something to go over here. There's, there's what I got, looks like about six. 
and have talked about some of them. Sometimes briefly we've skimmed over them, but others we haven't. I know some you've even talked about. But just wanted to bring these all in because if you do these together on a daily basis, even with a level one character, you can make some decent money. I did a couple of these today while I was while I was waiting because I didn't have time to do anything really. I couldn't get involved with anything, but I could run my bank out around. So one of them is you can buy limited quantity items from vendors and you can list those for a profit. We've talked about those. There's the the tuxedos. Those sell awesome. They're in Iron Forge. Just find them. One of the things you need to do, by the way, if you haven't, is explore the cities and around the cities because you find vendors in the weirdest places. Staircases, under staircases, in nooks and crannies. In the, you just look around. I'm always hoping that they will have something that none of the under vendors have. And they do sometimes. Sometimes. Though they're usually just the same old stuff. Moth vendor in Exodar. Well, true. There you go. True. So there's, I mean, and, and, and that's not even that's not even a limited quantity, but that's my next, it's one of my other points that's coming up here. You know, there's a dress that you can only buy from the vendor that hangs off of people's uh, mammoth. Really? Really. I have to remember that. I did not know that. His name is, whatever the vendor's name is, I think maybe Hawkman. Hawkman. There, he sells a dress that was apparently hand-sewn by his grandmother. She's done a lot of sewing. With love. Another thing you want, that you want to do is you want to look in the auction house. You want to buy things that are not in a stack, and you can stack them, like in a stack of 20, and relist them. I mean, a lot of times you can find people selling stacks of fives or threes or whatever, or onesies, twosies. You can buy those, stack them up, list them as a stack, and actually get a profit on that. Now, the same holds true where people will stack up items that sell better unstacked or in smaller stacks. Uh, because people just don't need that much. You may not need 20 of something, but you could use five of something. And so you can take those items, unstack them, relist them in, in quantities of fives, and sell them and make a profit as well. So th that's kind of tricky. That requires a lot of homework, and it's kind of one of those things that kind of differs a little bit based on the server that you were on. Buying things that can be combined. I did this today. This is one of the things I did today. Um, you can... Get things like crystallized earth. You can get ten of those, <laughs> and you can combine them, and you make what the crystallized some eternal earth. And you can do that, and, and you'll see them all the time where people have them, and even in a stack of ten. And it's like, look, you can buy in a stack of ten for less than what you can sell it as after you combine it, and you don't have to be anything special to combine it. There is a searcher through auctioneer that's specifically for this. It's called converter. There you go. There you go. Like you know, it will pull up everything. Like, you can set a minimum profit, and we'll pull it from everything from the crystallized stuff to the moats to the enchanting materials that, um, like, the the essences, like right. the lesser to the greater. It will pull up uh, the scraps. Right. The scraps was one of my other, was one of my other example, because that was something yeah. you didn't know about. Because you were giving me all these scraps, and I'm like, thanks, and I was combining them, and, you're, and then you asked me to combine them for you, and I was like, well, why don't you just do it yourself? The ruined light leather. Oh, the, yeah. And those the you have hide, to be the Those you have to be leather worker. Leather worker for, for right. Well, just the green leather you didn't know about. Yeah, that's true. So that was, I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. <laughs> but you could do five this. Five gold. Yeah, it's like, give me five gold. Um, buying things from the auction house that can be combined and sold to vendors for a profit. This is fun to do. You just have to be careful on it, but it's fun. Anything I say, you got to be careful on because you can lose, you can actually lose gold if you're not careful. Um, Netherweave. I was buying stacks of Netherweave at two gold a stack. That's like dirt cheap. I was in combining them, and well, I was making heavy Netherweave bandages out of them. 
and those are selling back to the vendor, just a vendor, for six gold. So I was making what amounts to a two gold profit per stack, because it was two pieces of netherweave to make one bandage. So I was so yeah, it's like using your first aid. Yeah. Um, I don't do this very often, but I do that with cooking. Okay. In that you've sent me a few times bone scale snapper or something like right. that. Right. I send you fish. You send me fish, and the vendor price will be a few copper, but if you cook it, the one which more. doesn't take any materials, you vend for three silver. You know, it's it's not that much of a difference. But it adds but up. If I'm going to vendor it anyways, yeah, might as well get more. Yeah, right? Exactly. Um, my favorite. And this is one you talked about the other day or a couple of weeks ago. Is that you buy things from hard to reach vendors? You know, like I put down Exodar, but you'd gone that one up by the fur log bog guys, whatever they were. I went to Winter Spring, the right. town in the, the Goblin Town in the middle. Right, and you know those places that are hard to reach that people don't go to right now, they have vendors in them. Those vendors have stuff that maybe only those vendors sell, and you can get that and sell those because, you know, people like to get in the game, get what they need, and play the game as opposed to running around and getting things from hard-to-reach vendors. And if you're in there to actually make some gold, go visit those hard-to-reach vendors and do the things that people don't want to do. So you can actually sell it. It's kind of like you're providing them a service. You're running around the game. You're getting the things that they want. And so they don't mind paying extra gold for you, you know, or double the price or 10 times the price sometimes. And there's other things like, you know what? I, I am running an experiment. I love experiments. And um, next week I'll have some data on it. And if it does as well as I think it will, then um, maybe on to something. Because I think I found something that someone hasn't done yet. Ever. 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 I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'll tell you offline. Oh. Maybe I might post it up on the Facebook page. I'll post, I'll post uh, some data up there on it. Because it's pretty neat. It's a good idea, I think. Now, while the tips that I've given... You know, in and of themselves, it will make you a couple gold. When you put that together, then you can make easily, you know, 10, 20 gold when you do all those real quick. Maybe in, maybe 10 minutes worth of time. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but when that adds up, you know, if you're not doing anything, you're waiting for something to happen, like ICC or whatever, you go and do this kind of stuff, you're making 10, 20 gold extra just hanging around and doing nothing. You might as well. It's free gold. It's free gold. I'm all up. about anything that is free gold. It all adds up, you know? And now, we take a moment in our show for pronunciation ponage. The quasi-educational portion of our show where Freckleface puts her English literature degree to work and defines words or names we've seen in the world of Warcraft. Now, I've been waiting for this all show because you said something that was like a surprise or something. Something well, I wasn't going to be expecting. Well, that's right. I will go ahead and tell you what the word is. All right. Which is a lanyard. That's that thing you put around your neck, and it has your ID badge on it. That's right. There you go. And most people associate that with, like, what, work or conventions? Yeah, man, that's your convention lanyard. you got to get your lanyard so you know if you can get in to watch the movie or the, the, the screening or something. Exactly. So I was a little bit surprised when I was going to upgrade my gear yeah. on my Holy Paladin. And I saw available for from the plate vendor from Justice Points was the Lich Killer's Lanyard. So you can get into the Lich Killer's convention, right? You know, that was something I didn't think about. Maybe that might be what it was. Oh. But no, I did a little bit of diving around. Okay. 
and there are some other definitions for lanyard. Oh. One of them being a piece of rope for fastening something in a ship. Yeah, I think they use like to tie the masts down and stuff. Yeah. It can also be like a line that's used to activate a system like firing a cannon. I've never heard that before, but yeah, I can see that. Okay. But then there's another definition of it, which is a cord worn as a symbol of military citation. Dum, dum, dum. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. It goes along. Yeah. Like, like on the shoulders yeah. of the guys, the green well, berets. Well, well, this they is wear supposed, to be, a, it's like supposed to be a belt. Oh. But you know, everything's weird in Warcraft. They don't wear their clothes right. <laughs> so interestingly enough, what I thought of a lanyard as being, you know, kind of a piece of string or a piece of plastic. Right. Um, can also mean something that's, I guess, very formal, hmm. something that shows off your service. And since it's a lich killer's lanyard, not the lich king, but the lich themselves, it's a belt that shows that you are enrolled in the service of killing liches. Of killing liches? Liches. I would wear a lanyard that said that. Well, you can't wear a plate. Because it... Oh. <laughs> I'm sad now. You should be. <laughs> you can't wear a plate. <laughs> so that about does it for our show this week. You know that, Freckle Face? We've come to the end of 49. You know what that means? 50's next? That's what that means. Yeah. Well, we haven't heard any anything from anybody lately as far as having our email box is empty. And it's full of spam. What are you talking about? It's not empty. Oh, yeah. It's full of no. spam. No, but we um, we want your questions. We want your input. Your shout outs. Shout outs. We can shout out your guildmate or your friend or whatever. Yeah. Contribute at hearthcast.com or just hit us up on the Facebook page or Twitter. All just with, you know, keyword hearthcast. Got lots of options. Options are good sometimes, though, aren't they? So hey, don't forget to check out the website at www.hearthcast.com. If you don't want to email us, you can uh, use our submission form right there on the website, and that'll drop an email off to us as well. That way you don't have to reveal your actual email address. You can call the Hearthcast hotline at 321-558-7637. Leave us some voicemail there, just like Mark did this week. And again, we thank you for that. Or again, you can hit us up on either Facebook or Twitter. We're really liking the Facebook thing. So we're trying to drive some traffic there and get the numbers up. So it's kind of fun. And again, we want to give our sponsors a great big thank you. Swagdog.com, TavernCraft.com, and of course, Nextelligence.com. And if you like what you heard, spread the word. Tell your friends and your guildmates. You can rate us on iTunes. And if you link to us from your blog, we'll give you a link back. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthGas.com. It's about World of Warcraft Take a break from your grind If you have the time To listen to our show We got gnomes and dwarves And night elves too And we would like to Thank you